0: Everyone says they want community, but nobody can seem to find it. So, how do you find community? We discuss this and more with special guest Jonathan Graham on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, outgoing hmm, uh, exhausted, outgoing introvert. And with me, as always, is my fiendishly friendly co-host.
1: Nathan Clark's an actor, author, filmmaker, and, um, and incredibly isolated extrovert.
0: Ooh, there we go. We got a nice... By my from. own volition, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no one to blame but yourself. Yes. yes. <laughs> nice. nice. So like we get the good yin and yang thing going there. Yay! Um, all right. And with us today is a very special guest. He is the vice president of Master Media, a faith-based organization dedicated to building community in the media space. He has a Bachelor of Political Science from the University of Delaware and holds a Master's of Theology from the Dallas Theological Seminary. He has more of a decade of experience as a television news producer and 15 years as a local church pastor and chaplain to professional baseball players. He is the jubilant, the judicious, the jaunty, Jonathan Graham.
2: Jonathan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Joseph and Nathan. Thanks for letting me uh, come and hang out with you guys for a little bit today.
1: We are blessed by your presence, sir.
0: We uh, will. Little backstory. We partly were actually our meeting is partly due to knowing you because that's true. uh, I got connected to the film uh, Christian Film Festival circuit partly through the contacts I made uh, with your organization, uh, Jonathan. And then that's how I met Nathan. So
1: I'll have to say, Jonathan fosters community here in the city. And lo and behold, out of it came a podcast. There you go. There we
2: go. I, I, as long as I'm not responsible for said podcast, I'm happy that it's taking place.
0: (laughs) It works out well then.
2: Yeah, especially
0: for me. Yes, yes. Well, okay. So today, speaking of which, as we you may have been got because of course the title and are hinting at it this whole time, but today we'll be talking about how to build community. But first, Nathan, if people enjoy this podcast, where can they go to support us, engage more with our overthinkers community?
1: Well, um, you can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where you can find out more about your hosts, what we do topics, we have some posts and info about our live events, which I'm very excited to announce, we have a live event coming up in partnership with Jonathan Graham's Master Media. We are going to be meeting in the Sheen Center here in New York City. We're going to have artists and thinkers of faith meeting over a holiday mixer. It's going to be on November 18th. We're going to have fun. We're going to connect. We're going to play games, have giveaways, and most of all, just foster community between people with similar values and interests. And we would love to see you there. If you'd like to go to this, please visit the website, theoverthinkersjournal.com. Or you can also join the community on Facebook. We have a private group, The Overthinkers, where we post memes and articles and discussions. And we'll be posting more about the event there. And regardless, we'd love to have you as a part of our Overthinkers uh, ranks. We have now 1,300 people in the Overthinkers private group, and we want you to be one of them. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a review. It does help us so much and share with a friend. Awesome. Cool. Uh, So everyone ready to get started in discussion? Let's do it.
0: Awesome. All right. So it's commonly acknowledged that many countries right now are having a crisis of community. According to the survey Center on American Life, only 13% of Americans have 10 or more close friends, down from 75% in 1990. Things are even worse in the United Kingdom where people there have the fewest close friendships of any group, less than 10% and less than 10% say they go around and introduce themselves to a new neighbor. According to the Guardian articles, why Britons have fewer close friends than people in other countries and the Huffington Post piece of Death of Community. There is some evidence that this problem is even worse in creative communities like the film industry. A Hollywood Reporter article, Why Nobody in Hollywood Has Any Friends, detailed how a combination of competitiveness and constant moving from movie set to movie set have made Hollywood an essentially friendless industry. Theories about why communities are declining abound from the migration of people to cities to the decline of the church to the rise of the gig economy, but so far, there have been very few agreed-upon solutions to successfully reduce this trend. Jonathan. You're in the business of connecting people and helping to build and maintain relationships in an industry where we're seeing that's an increasingly difficult task. In your experience, why is it so hard for people to build community today? And what have you found are the best ways to build community if you don't have it?
1: Ooh. By wow. the way, you
2: have to have all the answers oh, and yeah. do it and in 25 words or less. You are the expert. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot do anything in 25 words or less, uh, <laughs> even if you ask me to just say that so i think the biggest challenge is well vulnerability is probably one Hmm. uh i think it's said it in and what you just you just said it is the the challenge of uh as you guys know so well if you're involved in one thing and then you have to jump to another project Hmm. well yeah usually those people change um now the benefit is if if you connect well with uh this group of people and even in the the film industry, you can jump from one project to another together, um, cool. and 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 build those connections. But also, you're in an industry. Uh, you know, my experience being in the TV world and the news world was building community is good, but there's also the challenge of I want to outrank the next person. Uh, so, yeah. how well do I? I, I want to be someone's friend, but I also want to keep climbing the ladder. Mm. Uh, and sometimes that's at the expense of somebody else. Um, the thing you don't want to be caught in is, is doing that and hurting someone else in order to get past them. Um, maybe you can be better by practicing your craft and things like that. But that's the, that's the hardest thing of building a challenge or building that community is that challenge of how much can I trust this other person? Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just thinking it's kind of like squid games, which I'm going through right now, <laughs> which is where it's just like, I mean, again, very heightened things of this, but there's they dealing with that aspect of, oh, okay. If, you know, basically I'm going to, by playing this game, by winning, um, if, if, if I help this other person along in this game that we're playing, it might mean that I die. And so, you know, if you're in a situation where, you know, where it is kind of, um, Uh, dog-eat-dog to a certain degree, then friendships is difficult to maintain or build those because at the end of the day, you know, it's like survivors. Somebody's got to get voted off the island.
1: So this is interesting to think about the the struggle to build, building community in any industry in a modern world. And that's one I really hadn't considered is that we oftentimes look for our place of work to be a place where we build community, right? Because we're going to spend time together. We have similar interests and, and things are moving towards, but like you pointed out, I don't even know if that is maybe perhaps the best place to try right. to build community because there's always going to be that competitive comparison element. But even outside of the, uh, the workplace, right. people are having a really hard time building communities. Like you pointed right. out in multiple articles, uh, people now are lonelier than ever, more isolated than ever. And this is taking place within cities as well. Yes. I live in an apartment building with I, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, this is literally the place we're yep. recording from right now. And interestingly enough, many of the people in here share my interests and many of them are actors and artists and musicians and things like that. And I don't know the name of anyone except for the woman I live with, my wife. Um, I'm
2: glad that you know her. And that's, that's, a good, that's a good thing to remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, usually I know the name. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> oh wait, you're uh, that one uh, lady. Um, woman, who's nice to me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one lady who's nice to me. Right, dear? Who are you? Um, but. It is interesting to think about. In New York City, is kind of a trope, right? Right. That people can live here in one apartment for fifty years and never know the names of their neighbors. But I think that's a trope now for the majority of yeah. people in the world, or at least many people in the world, is that. We are surrounded by people. We're on social media every day. Yeah. We go to jobs and we're still friendless. And I've experienced this in my life for years and years and years and years. It's been really difficult for me to find, and then not just when you find, but maintain yeah. relationships, a, a close group of relationships over a long period of time and to have that community. Cause it's a catchword, right? We hear this in church all the time. Yeah. Well, we are a community, you need community. Everyone needs community. And I hear a lot of people going, okay, I agree, I want friends, I want people. We're all on board. And yeah, we're, we are on board with this. And for some reason, it everyone is just still really, really having a hard time yeah. finding the community in work, out of work, in creative fields and non-creative fields, everywhere, for whatever reason, people are having a really difficult time. Joseph, what do you think, um, or uh, Jonathan, I'm sorry, Jonathan, what do you think no, the- I thought you were interested in my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I get all those three. Um, what do you think, if you could identify, because you- interact with a lot of people, especially here in the city, who no doubt have um, talked about the feeling of being lonely and are coming to you for tips on how to get community. What do you think has been one of the number one factors that you've seen as a through line in people and their struggle in finding this community? Uh, And you mentioned the work aspect. What about outside of work?
2: So much to, uh, to unpack there. Um, as you're talking, one of the things that uh, comes to mind, Nathan is, uh, as we went through this pandemic is the phrase, wasn't it, you know, um, We're in this together. We're into, in this together <laughs> alone. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, we're all alone and, together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the, con- like, really, that's just an exaggeration of what goes on. I think every day in big cities or in any community, you have mm-hmm. to work in order to build those relationships. If I want to get to know my neighbors here in suburbia, I have to work Mm. to get to know them to, you know, and then you can easily ignore them, Um, which happens all the time when I'm walking down the street, like, Mm. and I'm, I'm invisible. I have, you know, my little boys will just randomly say hi to everybody (laughs) and some people will respond and some people won't. It's a strange thing. Um, But I think the, the, the challenge that you're talking about is how do you build a community is ultimately, what is your willingness to commit to it? Mm -hmm. So one of the, one of the things I think we want is we want community, want to be surrounded by people that are like us that think like Mm -hmm. us. And and we should be challenging ourselves by stretching that, you know, who is not like us, but that we can still build community with, but what are we willing to commit to it? So it's great to say, Oh, I want to be involved. I want to build community. I want to hang out. Or are you the person that's going? Ah, I got something else come up. Oh, this mm, is better yeah. event. Yeah. Oh, as as you guys know in New York, there's there's ten things that go on a night. When we moved into COVID, there was ten things going on on the digital space every night. Yeah. And mm. to say yes to one thing means you're saying no to nine others at least. Yeah. yeah. And it's not necessarily they're good or bad. It's just the challenge of so much going on. So yeah. you have to be, and I'll use a, a phrase that I think is overused as well, or or a, a word is intentional about.
1: It. But you're right. So how yeah. are
2: we being personally intentional about? It? Like I have to be intentional about my time with my family. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm. I try to be really guarded about time with them. Even coming out of this pandemic, is I want to make sure I'm. Uh, I have young boys. I want to spend time with them. Mm. Um, and, and I will sacrifice other opportunities in order to do that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um, it's something my wife has helped me to to learn even uh, to do better at is setting up those boundaries. Uh, and, and so, but in that how are she and I building community with others around us? Uh, and yeah. it's, you know, it's simple task of, how many you can think of probably when you moved into your apartment, how many people said, Oh, you're, you're so-and-so the new, this new couple. Oh yeah. How many people actually reach out to you? Well, very few probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. when you move, you know, either of you moved into the city, how many people re- introduce themselves? Um, and so when somebody new moves into your neighborhood, how intentional are in your apartment complex, how intentional are we to go, hey, here's some cookies. It's right. nice to meet you. Right. I mean, that will break down a, a vast amount of barriers. My, my wife thought of, of that with a, a couple that moved down the street, um, I guess, right before COVID hit. Yeah. And that simple gift open up doors and we have conversations we see we stop we talk we talk about life whereas otherwise it doesn't necessarily happen so i think the intentionality of it is is the biggest challenge and the commitment to it in that intentionality that commitment you have to be willing to go hey okay i'm committed to this community i'm going to help this person out because they're a part of my community
1: yeah you mentioned a couple things here and there are a couple of things that this culture is not good at yeah, um, intentionality and commitment. And I yeah. feel like both of those things are things we don't really enjoy in the intentionality aspect. I, I have found myself in a place where I'm like, why is no one reaching out to me when I am reaching out to no one? Sure. And yeah. so it's, and like you said, whatever you say yes to, you're saying no to something else, right? right. You're, you are going to sacrifice if you want something. When I, when I got married and I said yes to this woman committed to this woman, and it was intentional with her literally in the vows, it says, Um, uh, what does it say? Forsaking all others. You are saying no to everything else. So there is, like you said, you have, to. if there's a community that you want to be a part of, you're going to have to learn to say no to other things that are going to vie for your time. Because uh, friendships need time to build. And then you also talked about commitment. It can't be something that is only serving you to be a part of a community. You actually have to be willing to put things into it. I I think this is really fascinating because there is, in some ways
0: wait, what I'm hearing you say is that this is the choice, the problem of community is partly the problem of the choice paralysis Mm. of living in a cosmopolitan world where there are really so many choices of friendships, communities you could commit to. We're lonely because we have too many options. Exactly. And the thing is we know scientifically that's how choice paralysis is a real thing. When you have too many options, you get filled with anxiety and so you don't actually commit to any of them. Wow. And so that could be a huge issue about why it's so hard to define community is that we're always saying, but what if I'm missing out on this other thing? So we don't actually do the work that John was talking about of committing to it and it being intentional about it. Um, I think it also there's, there's an aspect of this where, again, because we like freedom and choice so much, there, there is an aspect of, uh, that that I've always struggled with is i have always, you know, like I go to, we go to Redeemer and hear Tim Keller say, you know, you need to like, you know, get to know your neighbors and things like that. And I'd be like, yeah, I wanna do that. It's like, but when I would like try to get to know my neighbors, they would then start like, you know, asking me for stuff, like, you know, and like, well, expecting like to talk to them. And- yeah. Expecting me to talk to them when now I Now it's an inconvenience.
2: Why. It and was say, nice to be. Yeah.
0: You say I wanted to feel good, but I didn't want them to actually inconvenience my life at all. That
2: makes and- your introversion so easy. <laughs>
0: exactly. I like being nice to you, but I'm going to close the door. <laughs> yeah and, and, and the thing is, you know, we discussed this on our, uh, there's a, we have a boundaries episode, but one of the things that's, that's, interesting is that I realized that one of the things that's a barrier to my relationships is that I'm, I'm not good at setting boundaries. And so when I am in a relationship with somebody, it's hard for me to say no to them. For my entire life, I've never said no. And so that's actually uh. always like, if I was better at saying, actually, I can't help you right now, or I can't talk to you right now, I'd be less afraid of getting to know my neighbors.
1: So you, so you'd rather just say no, no to,
0: to everything, to everything. So you don't have to say no down the line. I have to so yeah. I don't have to offend them it's like there's that i think also again with the rise of depression and anxiety that we, that's, we've talked about a lot you know culturally there's you know people who have higher negative emotion don't want to step out and take risks as much and i think that yeah. as we're seeing more of that you know again we're seeing a lot of that. I think also another thing that I think about a lot, Again, this goes back to sort of what master media does. I'm going to repeatedly plug master media every once in a while in subtle and not so subtle ways, and then point it out afterwards, uh, just a lampshade.
2: Nice of Walmart to provide these Walmart beverages in return for us seeing in Walmart so many times. But one of the things
0: is that I, uh, is that the lack of, of neutral um, community spaces, um, the, anymore. Because the thing and we, you talked about, Nathan, about, hey, maybe we shouldn't be trying to find community from work. Like maybe that's not the best place. It's not a bad place. Maybe it's not the best place to find community. The thing is, we don't have a lot of neutral spaces to meet people who might or might not be friends with us anymore. You know, like again, we're not going to church as much. And so we're not around people who are just there and we don't have to become their close friend. But we could kind of get to know them. And so maybe we can see if this could work in a safe environment. That was at the, um, the, uh, uh, unhappiness epidemic, or the something like that, um, in the Atlantic article, that um, the talked about the fact that that's one of the reasons people are not getting married as much is because they're not in those neutral spaces like church. So I wonder if again, like we like it, as we we're so atomized, we have fewer of those neutral spaces that it can naturally happen where we can build relationships a little bit better. And again, that's the thing Master Media does really well. Is it says, hey, if you're you know a, if you're a, you know if at least for me you did like, hey, if you're a person of faith, if you're in the in media industry or whatever, just come by and, you know, you don't have to build relationships with everybody, but at least you might be able to find somebody here.
1: But here's, if I was listening to this, I would push back a little bit on something right here. And this is something I've experienced in my own life. I have um, done what both of you are saying. I have reached out to people. I've gone to the church and done the things. And this might sound selfish, but my longing when it comes to community is to, not just have people, right? Not yeah. just have random, a group of people, right. but people who understand me yeah. and my values and my passions even. Yeah. And what I've noticed in church that happens a lot is it says, okay, you're all the same age bracket. And yeah. it, it, if, if they do that, yeah. but a lot of times like you're all the same age bracket, you'll all be friends, here's a small group. Yeah. And so you go to the small group and you're sitting there with people and you know, this this is difficult because you want to connect with people from different experiences, all of same kind of things, but they don't care about the things you care about. They don't like the things you like about. Um, they don't have the same inclinations or passions yeah. or whatever it is. And so a lot of times, even though you're in this small group, it's really hard to form relationships because it's not based around anything other than, yeah. oh, we're in between 20 and 35 years old. And so yeah. for me, There's something, and this is what I do like about master media. You're not just saying here, here, you're a bunch of young kids go out there and be friends. You're saying there's, we need to have a space for particularly creative people in this industry to be friends. Now I'm a creative, Joseph's a creative we connected on our shared loves, values, and passions. Yeah. And it was through places like Master Media where we could we could meet. And that I think that goes for everybody, whether you're in finance or right. you're in academia. I think the goal is to meet other people who have the same desires and passions as you, um, not just random people. Right. And so um, so that would be something I would push back on, and and it's how do we, the question would be, how do we find not just random people, right? Um, which are good. Everyone's made in the image of God. We need to love them. And there's something to be learned and garnered from all sorts of friendships. But how do we get to find people who maybe value the things, the same things we value, who have the same passions and desires? Because I, I believe that really the closest friendships I've had are the ones built around similar um, perspectives and desires and passions in life. So, what is yeah. master media? Kind of why? Why did you come up with this philosophy to connect specifically artists together, people with similar beliefs and, and passions?
2: Yeah, oh, that's a great question. So, one of the things we've been talking about is how work has been a central location of which community gets built, in. and I think especially in New York or other, uh, maybe the Silicon Valley or, or things where you're there more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so you're surre- like, there's not much chance to build community outside of work because uh, you don't yeah. have time. Oh. And so you're forced into a community almost like what you're talking about with, uh, with, with a church going, Hey, you're all the same age. You should all hang out. Yeah. And that's one thing I've always benefited from is the intergenerational idea. Yes. Of, mm-hmm. I love hanging out with people throughout, whether it's younger or older. Yes. I'm going to have certain, um, uh, Uh, commonalities with, with people that um, if they like a certain sports team or, or we like a certain group of movies, or we have an affinity for uh, a certain, you know, whatever, whatever you put your box there, that's, you know, you're going to have those, you know, for my, for my wife and I, we're going to have commonalities with other married couples, or we're going to have that same thing with, People that have young kids. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we like hanging out with other people that have young kids. If they aren't right. disappointing their kids, we don't want our kid around them. So you have <laughs> to find even that. Um, so, you know, in that whole space, it's figuring out how can we best serve everyone, which is a, you know, even when you look at just coming alongside people that work in the media, that is a co- continually growing yeah. group. And and then and then you look at it in where people are in their career,
0: yeah. And
2: so right now or pre pandemic, we can hold an event at night, and we'd have a, a decent crowd. Well, what about the people that have a family that live outside of Manhattan? Uh, yeah. Now I understand the desire to I'd rather be at home. I look. I love hanging out with people, but I've been with people. I left home at six thirty this morning. I'm not going to get home yeah, until yeah. seven o'clock already, and now you're asking me to stay till later. So how do you build there? Whereas other people are like, "Hey, I'm in the city. I live a few blocks away. This is easier." Right. And it's all a where are you at in that time of life? Yeah. Um, and it's not always one or it's never one size fits all. And that's the one thing I've learned in in working you know, in master media alongside of different personalities and people in different phases of their life is I can hold an event. That's our, the holiday mixer. Here's a great example. Yeah. People are hungry to be around other people. I'm so excited to be with others and chat and hang out, but some people aren't even at work right now. They're not going into the city. Hmm. So they have to make a special trip in, and and that's a challenge. Now, some people are willing to do that and able to do that, but then you bring it. So it's figuring out, okay, Nathan, what stage of life are you in, and how can I best serve you? It's Joseph, what stage of life are you in? How can I best serve you? And seeking stage to- four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. (laughs) Um, I have uh, the continuum of which that is, I have no idea. Me Um, either. uh, Exactly. And it's good. We're just completely lost. And so it's figuring out what does that look like for, and and it's hard. And so you just try to try to, in a reality, try to create pockets, but also knowing Mm. we're not going to be all things to all people. Yeah. So we might create an event and some people just, they don't want to be a part of it. Why? Maybe they haven't found many friends there. Maybe, maybe the commitment is harder than they want. Maybe, maybe the location is tough. Right. So how do you create then a space that allows them or in reality, give them permission to find a community that does work. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of my favorite things is going, hey, this person does this. Well, there's a great community that serves that. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. offensive to me that, hey, you can't come to a master media event. Um, I, I don't really care. Because if you're finding that community somewhere, that's what the goal is. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I one of the things, um, Joseph, you're familiar with this. Uh, Nathan's wife's familiar with this is, uh, you know, these discipleship groups that I do for a limited time. Yeah. And I'm never a fan of, look, I love hanging out with the 50 plus people that have been a part of those groups over the past five years. But my goal is not necessarily to, build a huge group in order right. to expand numbers. My goal is to walk alongside people in their journey to help them grow. And then they go out and do their thing. In a smaller um,
1: context too, I love that. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to jump off on this because this is an interesting point. I think right. is worthy of exploring. I think in our minds, especially many of us, We have this idea, and it could be Instagram culture, whatever it is, that everyone is in this huge community together, that everyone out there is having this great time with a billion people, and they all have so many friends and activities. Exactly a billion. Yes, exactly (laughs) a billion. And everyone just has these awesome, enormous groups of friends, and we're just these weirdos who are really struggling to find that. And I want to bring up an interesting study that was done by a guy named Dunbar. Yes, yes, Um, we talked about this. This is really And he he basically looked into... uh, um friendships and how many friends and close intimate relationships that humans are able to have and uh he says that uh and it goes like this he says if we are able to have 150 in a quote unquote tribe you know whether that's your job or your church you're able to know and recognize 150 people to some you know basic degree and then he said on a smaller scale you're able to have 50 as a part of your quote clan uh, that are more of um in your inner circle. Maybe yeah. it's the they're doing your specific job, they're the, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then he said it gets even smaller when you get down to family. He yeah. said, You're able to only have about 15 people that can be as close to you as family is. And that's even pushing it, about 15 people you can know like a family member. And then it gets even smaller when you have the very very close intimate friends he said humans are only made to have five up to by the way yeah. up to five intimately close friend uh friendships and relationships and that's including your wife by the way that's including your husband yeah. your, your spouse so basically you were not created to live in this world that we see on tv or on instagram where everyone has a million friends you were essentially created to have five, up to five close friendships. So the goal here isn't, when we're going out to make community and find friends, isn't to find 200 people who think like us, who love like us, who love our same stuff or the same movies, whatever. The goal is to find a couple people with whom you can share yourself and know and be known. And you even look at the idea of Jesus. He didn't, you know, he spoke to 5,000 people, but who did he hang out with regularly? Just a handful of people. Now he did 12, not five, because he's Jesus and he can do that. then he did the three and then he did the one. That's true. That's absolutely true. He even had, even with he described the 12 is like the 15 family. That's true. Yeah. And, but even within that, he had more intimately right. close relationships. So even Jesus, uh, we see this model uh displayed in Jesus. You weren't made to have a million friends, yeah. you're made to have a couple. And so we need to get this idea out of our head that to be um fulfilled, that you won't be a real person to have friends, you need to have a, a thousand, no, just a couple friends. I mean, right here in this room specifically, I have two people here who I know well and closely, and um, and they are about two out of the five people I consider myself intimately, continuously hanging out with. And 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 I'm and I hate to say it, I am happy. And for one yeah. of the first times in my life, I'm more that I like the the small amount of friends that I have because I also feel I can be more intimately known, right. more intimately know. Um, but we were literally created for this. I oh no, I will, I will say that just to push
0: back or clarify just a little bit on that. It's it's true, like to that level of intimacy to have with only a couple of people. But the one of the problems people have is that they may have only like one or two close, intimate friends that they have. Mm. They don't also then have 15 people who they can describe oh, as family. And they see. don't also have then the the wider community rather, they don't have strong or at least decent ties with those groups of people. And so if they lose like one of those two friends, like they move away, they lose
1: seventy-five of their. percent
0: of their of their and and so I think that you know having a, a more robust social network is good as long as you of course know you no know, you're not going to be able to have intimate relationships with all those people or even most yes. of those people. I think, but one thing I think is really cool about the things that you guys both have talked about um, today is you know we talked about that the some of the things that go wrong with this in order to have community, you know, you have to have like shared values, yes, shared values you know, to a certain degree, I mean, good to have, like, shared geography of, like, oh, you're in the same place, able to help each other and be there for each other. You need to also then be, of course, intentional and committed to those relationships at whatever, wherever they rank, you know, into intimate or family or, you know, clan, tribe, wherever they, to have some kind of intentional and commitment to them in that way. Um, we need those shared spaces, but not forced relationships. Because I think, like, one of the things you talked about is that the I struggle with this. A lot of times churches will say, okay, here are going to be all your friends. Yes. These are going to be your friends because of something arbitrary we decided. But what I have found again is like when I did force myself to be a part of churches or small groups, I didn't become close to all of them, but I had opportunities to then meet the people who I could then become close to. So places like master media or places like church or whatever.
1: But the thing is, I think as you pointed out is really good, you have to be able to curate. So you're basically saying you're not gonna marry everybody, but you're not gonna meet your spouse if you never if go never and actually hang out with Precisely. People. And so I think, but I think as you talked about and both talked about, giving
0: space to curate your community, finding places, okay, like are there places online where you can see that there's, you know that there's meeting of people who are like into art or media media, like are there places- Or technology. Or technology or or, teaching or academics or whatever it is. But the thing is, once you decide, I think this is something we've also talked about in other episodes is figuring out what your priorities actually are. And it's like, what is it that you would like to meet somebody who has that shared interest. And then once you know that you can say, okay, this is where my priority is gonna be. And then this is what I'm gonna seek out as my community. I think is, is, um, but once you do that, it has to then be intentional and committed. Um, yeah. Other, what i said, Jonathan, other thoughts on how to build that.
2: I think it's, I think you're right. It's about cultivating that. So Mm. it's, it's figuring out who are the people you connect with. Uh, I have a a really good friend and and he's older than I am. And that's the one thing I have some, some great friends that are my parents' age and I have great friends that are, could be younger brothers or sisters or, um, I guess kids are uh, my own kids at this, at uh, this point in my life since I mean, I'm 40 Jonathan, and, and we yeah. friends
1: and you're like 75, 80, right? <laughs> yeah, I know,
2: I know. It's, it's, it's the, uh, it's a lighter complexion that hide the wrinkles. And, uh, and, and, you know, one of the things is cultivating those to the point of they're your, as a, I was just alluding to this, a, a good friend of mine calls it your personal board of directors mm. where you have those people, like there are people in my life that um, I may not see for a certain amount of time. And, and yes, proximity um, to somebody does help the relationship grow uh, for both of you. But there are people that know me well enough that if I have a major decision in my life, I can call them and, and say, okay, this is what I'm processing through. Can you, ha- you know, how do you think I, sh- you know, you know me well enough. Tell me what you think. And I can hear it from them. Why? Because I trust them. I yes. love them. I know they feel the same way. So I've had to work at cultivating that. But those are the people that call me, that I call them. We catch up. It might be, um, you know, oh, because of this. So oh, we haven't talked in two or three months. Or we've talked four times in the past week. And before that, we hadn't talked in a long time. Yes. Or you have a major health issue or someone, you, you know, your significant other does. And they're the person you call to go, hey, I want to let you know this. Would you yeah. be willing to be praying for me? Um, and so we we should have those people. I can think of a handful of those people in my life right now. But they're also, what's cool about those relationships as we talk is they're the people that I can say, hey, Joseph, I'm in town. I'm going to be in the city tomorrow. I have a small window of time between 10 and 11. Can you get yeah. together and grab coffee? And you could go, hey, no, I'm not available. Neither of us are like, oh, well, he doesn't like me or why didn't he schedule me earlier? It's just, I'm around. This, This happened to me yesterday. I'm in the city. My plans change. I reached out to somebody I hadn't seen in a while and said, hey, I actually have lunch available. It just came out of nowhere. They're not offended that I didn't reach out three weeks before they're like yeah cool let's let's hang out and i mean i would thank well, you
0: personally well you guys didn't
2: get yeah. that text yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> true true <laughs> yeah I, yes. but but Second i'd also tier. know i'd have to see you today so yeah you know, that's true. also that's fair. too much but that's you the reached whole, out. there's too much you of a good out. thing yes you did reach out
1: but yeah. you made the you actually intentionally contacted yeah. somebody you made the yeah. first, yeah. first yeah. action
2: yeah and i think go ahead and there's also with relationships as you as you said there's those people that you reach out to that that is never reciprocated. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's in, that's my life in ministry sometimes. Yeah. yeah. However, I also recognize that as that's part of my, the work that I actually enjoy doing is reaching out to people that they might think to reach out. How many times have we all said, Oh, I need to reach out to this person. And eight weeks later, we're like, Oh my gosh, I still haven't done it. Um, yeah. but but then you get the reciprocation of the people that just call you, how are you doing? What's going on in life? Yeah. You yeah. know, where it's, it's the, it's the give and take of a relationship yeah. that builds it as well. Yeah. When, you can keep giving and reaching out to somebody, but if yes. they're not reciprocating, not the reality of it is you have more invested probably than they do. Yeah. So why are you wasting your time? So, and some of it's not like, in that bad of a way, but yeah. in that way.
1: Well, and some of it's like throwing spaghetti against the wall. You have to reach out and try yes. a lot of different things. And then when you find that thing that does stick, go with it, roll with it, be yeah, invested, yeah. be engaged. And before we wrap up, I'm going to give one more anecdotal piece of advice to people looking for community that has really helped me find community in my life that we haven't gone over today. And it is um, work on a project together. Yes. And so yes. this has been one of the most influential things. That I, and I, I can't believe I mentioned it last but most influential ways to build friendships in my life. And it's in, I think part of it is because you're not just out there going, I need to make a friend, I need to make a friend, I need to make a friend. You're actually doing something and moving towards something. C.S. Lewis talks about this concept of you make friends when you are running towards something and look uh, look beside you and see someone else running there and you say, oh, you too? And you can, let's run together. And so, you know, in my life, I have made some of my best friends when I say, I'm going to make a movie and yep. I'll start making a movie. And someone else comes along, catches a vision and you day in, day out, oh, you're man. working together, dreaming together, forming that relationship, but it's in, in conjunction towards something better. Even like we're talking about this event that we're doing in November, Yeah, Jonathan, Joseph, and I have met multiple times and have an email chain going yeah. and talk about details and get together on zoom calls. And just in the, but we're, but we're also forming and stronger bonds and relationships and friendship because we're working on something together. Same with this podcast. 100%, yeah. We said, let's make a podcast. And even though we love doing the podcast, a huge benefit of it is that we've all got to be friends. Me, Nathan and Joseph, every week, get together to make a podcast. But as a result of working on something together, we actually end up creating a community. And so if there's one last thing I can suggest you do is get passionate about something and work on something. And very often you'll find friends um, as a result of you putting together projects and doing it because it naturally will bring people who are interested in that thing or yeah. passionate about that thing. And Isn't if, it, go ahead, yeah.
2: Uh, uh, sorry for interrupting. Isn't it funny how the thing we dreaded in, whether it was high school, or in college or whatever or at work, is having to work together with others. yeah, but the reality <laughs> of what you're saying is so true. Yeah. like the the gift of being able to do that, you really find like you get to know someone more. You get yeah. to know their faults, but you also get yes. to know their really great qualities. Yeah. And having that is such a great point is yeah. when you work together on something, And there's a reliance. And when you make yourself vulnerable in relying on somebody else, now, now you're also investing in that. So, you know, we're talking about this holiday mixer, each of us relying on the other to do each other's part. You have to trust somebody to a certain extent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: then also like what you're saying is, so yeah, I I think that the irony of that is I used to dread those in college. (laughs) I used to dread those in high school. But if I think of the people I remember spending time with, it's the people I worked on projects with.
1: Yeah. And you probably saw this when you were involved in Major League Baseball as well. When you saw a team yes. come together who played every week, who practiced every week, who had to, again, rely on each other, trust each other. You probably saw this all the time in sports. Am I yeah. wrong?
2: Well, shared experiences are, yes. are the are the biggest thing. So, you you know, if you the Atlanta Braves just won the world series. There's a shared experience for these guys that no one else was a part of. And they could, one guy could, five guys could leave the team out of the active roster and, but they're always going to share that experience. And there's always going to be that connection. And that's, what's really neat is when you, when you work together with other people that there's a shared experiences, then all of a sudden there's a, you Time and space might separate you. However, you always have this.
1: We'll always have Paris. And you built towards it by having that goal together.
2: That's something that's really
0: important, I think, before we wrap up that, is that we oftentimes think about, you know, okay, you have to build relationships. We think that there's something that the community is an end in and of itself. And we think of as the goal is that all the best relationships are where people looking towards each other. But the truth is that's sometimes true, but oftentimes the best relationships are people who are working together, looking towards something else. Mm. And that's partly how we were built to be. That's a great point. Without getting so super Christian, it's like we're made by God to work in the garden together. And Mm. that's how human beings are made to be. And so if you say, actually, I'm going to work on a project, I'm going to work on a goal and bring people aside to me. And that's going to be my community. That is you working out your humanity in a very deep way. And so that is something definitely worth trying. Amen. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, that was a good discussion. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, Thank you. And now we're going to move on to blesses and curses of the week. And as always, this is the segment where we take a piece of art, media, or a resource on our topic and we bless it, recommend it, or curse it and cast it out into the outer darkness. So uh, we always give our guests an opportunity, but not a requirement to uh, participate in one or both of those with us. Uh, would you
2: uh, would you like to participate with us today? With uh, this? I'd love to. Cool. Would you I'd want to go to.
0: first? Do you want to wait till we
2: go afterwards? Um, well, I'm not going to give the curse because I feel bad doing any of that. <laughs> okay. uh, but, smart, but that's smart. The, that's the people pleaser in me. <laughs> um, so... But then again, with my, my blessing, I might ma- make some people mad too. But oh, I'll let you matters. guys go and then I'll I'll cool. go wherever you call on me. Sounds sounds good. All right. Do you want to go or do you want me sure, to
1: sure? I'll, I'll jump in. I'm gonna bless a really easy one. And just so I can remind everybody that I was in it. Oh um, yes. I'm gonna bless the TV show community. I love this show. Were you in that show? Turns out <laughs> I was actually in the show community. I was in the um first episode. And it turns out that- You helped launch the show. I mean, the show wouldn't have been what it was without my one line (laughs) that you definitely can't even hear because the music is so loud. But uh, my line really launched the show. But it is a great show and it literally is about community. And what I love about this community is that it does what we were talking about the church doesn't do. It didn't assume that everybody would be friends because they looked alike, came from the same background, just these random identifiers, same age, same gender, whatever it is. It said people are going to be friends because what we just talked about, they experience life together and they have a project that they're all looking for. They literally it's a—it's about a community college where a bunch of very misfit, totally diverse, unique people from every race, from every uh, gender, from every age uh, bracket come together and work on a Spanish class, work on a project. And from that, mm-hmm. from their shared experiences and working together on a project, we get seven seasons of friendship just because they formed this friendship around working on something together. And it's just this beautiful, funny, intelligent, insightful show about friendship and community. But I also think it's really accurate and um, and I'm in it. So obviously (laughs) (laughs) I'm also gonna bless the book uh, LaBrie by Francis Schaeffer and Edith Schaeffer, his wife. Um, this is a book that talks, LaBrie, for those who don't know, is it was a community of people, I think in the in the 70s and 80s um, in Europe. And it was where a group of uh, artists and thinkers and uh, people of faith, kind of like what we're doing with, yeah. our, with our mixer, came together and lived in community and talked and learned in community. And it really just shows the beauty um, not necessarily how to find it. So uh, if you're looking for that, th- there's other resources. But the beauty of of what it can produce when you have community yeah. and the the lives that were changed as a result of it. Um, I guess I should also bless life together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It's a little dry, but it is good. Um, classic. classic, yeah, but it is classic. So if you want some how to actually build community, I'd suggest um, that. Mm-hmm. As far as curses. I'm really trying to think of a curse and the funny thing is I know there's plenty of bad examples I think in cult movies and stuff <laughs> but my, I just go to like friends because that's like my continual <laughs> curse on this show and I'm sorry Jonathan because I think you like friends um, I, no, I that's
2: that's I don't know if that's hurtful or not
1: <laughs> but
0: I keep vibe how you do badly do you have to, like you like to think a, to someone to think they like friends you,
1: get, you give a, little, a Joey vibe that's what I'm getting from you
0: yeah.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. All right,
2: I'll see you guys later.
0: <laughs> I
2: just ruined another community. I yes, out. exactly. Hey, Joseph, I figured out my curse. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be me. The overthinker. Yeah, yes. But, um, <laughs> but.
1: Um, I can't even think why friend is a bad example of community, probably because it's not well, basically. There's around... a
0: BuzzFeed article that explains all the reasons Yeah, why true. friends oh, is. Buzzfeed agree. Great. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna curse friends with no explanation just because it's my go-to curse <laughs> on this show. Yes. And I feel like I'll, everyone loves it. So I know I'm not it, i really ticking off well, a lot the, of yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. It's the Friends does does
0: romanticize um friendship with all, all the things that actually make it possible to yes. have friendship.
1: What he said, <laughs> what, um, what Joseph said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Cool. All right. So I'm going to bless um, uh, I got a couple of blesses. One of them is of the essay by C.S. Lewis on the inner ring, which oh. um, I remembered. I had thought about this um, because you brought it up uh, because he does talks about the whole thing about how we desire to be a part of something, a part of community. You know, we decide, you know, we're all like, you know, dear Evan Hansen. We're sitting on the standing on the outside looking in and saying, I want to be a part of that thing going on. But the problem is that you, you don't you don't actually satisfy that need by saying I want to be a part of that community and then getting into it. What actually happens is if you actually decide what you love mm. and then invest in that, you build a community that way around that. And so that's that's um, so that's that's a good for that. Um, off of C.S. Lewis, I'm gonna bless the book Bandersnatch that I nice. read this year, which is all about how. The, the C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and all their friends—they built a community together around their shared love of of writing and books and poetry—and the it called the Inklings, which has become sort of a model for the creative
1: community among Christians, particularly fans of C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. Also, now would be a good time to do a little plug for the movie um, that one of our past guests, Michael Ward, is actually in about this very thing, Yes, which is called The Most Reluctant Convert. Fantastic movie. Go see it. I think it's out now. But it it really does talk about the inklings and community and and how this is it's a It's it's an adaptation
0: of the one-man stage play about C.S. Lewis based on his memoirs. Uh, surprised by joy and uh, and a, a weight of glory, but so it does talk about that. Yes, so definitely, if you ever not, you know, it's a great movie. If you have a chance to see it, see it. Um, but uh, that, but yes, so like it, it does talk about, it does give advice about how you create and cultivate community in there. Because how did they do? It? How did they do it? So I, I definitely would bless that. Um, my curse, I'm going to curse the Italian Job, which is a very oh. outside uh, thing. But, uh, so very, classic. It is a classic. But the thing is, I watched it and I was entertained while I was watching it, but all throughout the time I realized I couldn't get over the fact that it was all a bunch of people who were built in community around stealing other people's things. <laughs> and the thing is, that's another thing. What's wrong people with that? Talking about ignoring <laughs> they came together. ignoring, ignoring the they have a common here. goal, ignore shared <laughs> <people>. memories, <laughs> Nathan, intentionality. Nathan, we're gonna have to talk about this. <laughs> but you see, that's the thing, it's all about those things, all those words we talk about, but they're built, it's built around something wrong. And so you can build a uh, community around something wrong and that can be a toxic aspect of community. So making sure that your goal is actually good and beautiful is actually a, 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 an important part of building community as well. So that's going to be my curse. Um, so yeah, I guess. Uh, and
2: then uh, Jonathan, so what, uh, what is your bless going to be? All right. So my uh, I guess I'll go film book. Um, so film would be uh, justice league, but I, Obviously, nice. I have to clarify the Zack Snyder cut. It's of course, the of course. it's the only one I've seen. And it's the only good uh, one. You're so much cooler to, than we are. Giving the yes, Snyder it's cut the as the only your one curse. I've seen, and I had to see it in two pieces, uh, two sections because it was too long um, for me. It's like three hundred hours. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, but it's four great, hours right. later, and you know. But what a what a great concept of of rebuilding community. Yes. Uh, Obviously the shared purpose is there, the shared goal, working on a common project. Uh, no spoilers. I won't talk about what that project is or how it (laughs) ends, but they're working and they have to figure out how do we do this together? Um, with the challenges, because one thing we didn't talk about is when you build community, there's ultimately challenges. Yeah. So what are those challenges and how do you get through them towards that, towards that common, uh, goal? Um, there's so many books that I I listen to. I don't read as much, um, physically read. Uh, one that I'm in fact listening to right now—not right now, but <laughs> the past few, uh, the past week or so—is so literal. Love. I know, I know. I that's who I am. Uh, Love people use things, uh, and it's oh. by the minimalist. And I'm halfway through the through the book. Amazing concept of hey the things we have are things but yeah. the people we have matter mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and and if there's not a better concept of what community is all about yeah. is that shared goal is nice but people are better yeah. so mm-hmm. working out the differences working out through those challenges um and and that's not the further concept of the book it's just uh, so i would i would bless that book as something um that helps with that mindset of nice people matter more than things, and I'll, I'll lay off of Nathan as my curse for Oof. putting me in that friends box. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I
0: see. See, we worked through that community conflict. Yeah, there we We figured it out. Just like Batman, right. Superman. Um, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan, for joining us. This has been fantastic. And I just want to do like a, a final sort of plug for the um, uh, holiday mixer. This is something we've been wanting to do for a while, because this is the thing that, you know, again, as you talked about, Nathan, part of this thing with this podcast, obviously is the podcast. But another thing is to actually connect people who have the shared values and experience that thinking about the world deeply is something that they enjoy. It's part of what brings them joy and they think is beautiful about the world. And it isn't always true that you can find other people, even if you go to church or wherever or at work, who share that. And so we wanted to make something where it's like, okay, you can find other people like that. We did that online and now we're doing it in person. And so that's part of the goal for this. And so, you know, if that describes you and there's a good chance it does because you're listening to the podcast and you're in New York City. We'd love to have you there so we can help build that and be be a part of restoring community in that small way uh, together.
1: So a little details. It will be yes. held at the Sheen Center. It's going to be on November 18th. You need an RSVP. It is free. Uh, just head to the um, the Overthinkers face, private Facebook group, join, and you can get more details there. Or you can find more about it on the overthinkersjournal.com. Awesome. So, Jonathan, if people want to find you, get in touch with
2: you, or see all the great stuff you and Master Media are doing, uh, where can they go? Uh, they can go to MasterMedia.com for all things or most things Master Media. <laughs> um, if they want to reach out to me, they can do that through the website and, and email me that way, or um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I guess. Who are you? Uh, Ooh, a tweeter. I am. I am a tweeter, but I'm a retweeter more than I <laughs> nice. am original because it goes with the people pleasing. I don't want to make people upset. <laughs> smart, um, smart. And so I try to not be all things to all people, but try to at least keep in the middle ground there without. <laughs> Fair enough. So, awesome. So, so yeah. F- and I look forward to meeting everyone that's able to make it out to the holiday mixer. What a, what a cool time it will be just to be amongst people to hang out. And, and really, you'd all have to go to an event wondering, hey, do these people think like me? There's a good chance they do, or at least they're one to have a good conversation. Yes, so, exactly. Hey,
1: we got, that's, we're got going to have fun. a room full of creatives and deep thinkers, and everything can go right. It, so exactly. I can't wait.
0: Awesome. All right. And people want to get in touch with you, Nathan,
1: where can they go? They can go to NathanClarkson.me or search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. Awesome. You can find me at josephholmstudios.com
0: or you find me at any of the socials, Joseph Holmes or Normal Guy. Sometimes that's where I come up. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for joining. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about.